Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Dayanara Leonardo, and I'm here with Ariana Soto, Melanie Rivera, and this is the morning tea. Hey, everyone. What's Good up, morning. Guys? morning. So right now we have a special guest, and it's Greg Delgado. He is in our morning. Greg, well, introduce yourself, Greg. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Greg Delgado. It's a pleasure to be on with you. So, um, our professor tells us that you are in the National Guard, right? This is true. Yeah. So let us know a little bit about it. What do you do? What how, What made you go in there, and and why you made the decision to be in the National Guard? Well, I started when I was eighteen, and I think for most guys and girls, um, the military is always a thought. Like it's it's, it's an idea people play with. I I actually thought about going into the Air Force at one point. So I, I think that's kind of like a, an American thing is to at least play with the idea. Yeah. So I started that way and I guess just the timing and the opportunity matched up. Um, and when I graduated high school, I, well, frankly, I was too nervous to enlist in the Marines. I didn't want to be on a ship, so the Navy wasn't an option. You don't like the water? Oh, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> and then so I guess the Army was the next logical choice. So that was 2011. I enlisted as a military police officer in the Army. Um, went to basic training, that whole shindig, and mm-hmm. uh, when how I was came that? home, ba- ooh, how was basic? That's a Very big question. Basic. It's um, so to better understand, I went to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, in the dead of winter. Oh I was the God. Florida guy who's never oh seen snow. No. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you you're from Florida? Yes, Orlando. All your life. I'm a hometown kid. Yeah. Oh no, I kind of feel. You on that. Okay, well, good morning. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're awake now. Um, well, yeah, I actually lived in Washington, D.C., so I kind of know that feeling. I'm from Miami, so for me, the cold was like, no, would no, you thank you. Would go back to D.C.? I would. I love it. Yeah. I have this romanticized idea of D.C. Do you? <laughs> I do. I, I dream of D.C. Oh, I've okay. always thought about going to the Army, too, but... Mm-hmm. Um, basic training is so scary to me like a lot of my friends go and then they just tell me about the gas tank thing and i'm like <gasps> i can't gas do it tank thing. like they go through a like a house with gas mm-hmm. something like that i don't know what it's called in but essence, it's tear gas oh um, my god wait, it's so I don't scary know. oh my god tear gas <laughs> you guys have never heard I don't about know what that this is. i've it's never so heard of scary. it i'm a little and, like, scared people literally drool and everything throughout the whole session oh, it's I so am. scary i can't do it's it anymore the idea of it's to build confidence in your gas yeah. mask um, and the only way to do that is to know what it feels like not to have the gas mask. Oh, so you're, you're okay. In this, it's it's yeah. a chamber, but it's like this airtight room. And, I mean, there's probably 30, so 40 kids, and you're all in a line, and you're wearing these gas masks. I remember the first thing in my head was, like, this really burns. Because, like, on the skin, like, around your face, I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. Oh, my God. Um, and so what they'll have you do is you're wearing your mask, and they make you do some push-ups and some sit-ups, and you're running in place. Um, it's kind of get starting to sweat going and you're, you're start breathing a little heavy. That's so and, scary. And, um, they have you recite like your, your last name, your, like your social, oh, no. um, and your date of birth. Oh no. And while so you're, while you're you, going through all yeah, that. Yeah, so you're doing it and you're seeing it through the mask cry. and then they tell you everyone to turn and face the door. Now there's only one way in and one way out. And there's like 25 people ahead of me mm-hmm. on the only exit. I would have ran out. Um, and they tell you, you know, take your mask off. And so... I, I just remember taking it off, and I hadn't taken that first breath yet. And I just remember I went to yell. I was like, 
Greg Delgado. And it was that, <laughs> you know. And oh my so God. what is that What is that feeling the moment before you have to take the mask off? Like those few seconds before you're like, oh, my God, I know oh, they're going to make me take the mask off. Yeah. Your heart's racing. And I chose mil- military police. So there's, I mean, there's there's a taser that you have to get exposed to. There's pepper spray. And then there's like the tear gas. So I was like, why in the world did I choose this job? Like, no one told me about all these yeah, things. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> why are you going through all of that? It's not in the brochure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so something that is in, well, it is in the job description, and it's basically, you're kind of like a hero. So tell me about what happened in Hurricane Irma, because I know that you, you guys were sent out to basically go around and, and escort and help everyone in need of the trouble that was going on. Right. So, well, thank you, first of all. Yeah. Um, I'm mil- I'm from a, I come from a military family, too, so I kind of know that feeling. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Hurricane Irma, we got activated by the governor um, just about like a week earlier. And from there, a lot of it's preparation. Like that week prior to the storm is – so we're, I'm based out of Melbourne, Florida. Okay. Um, Beach boy. And so we would <laughs> we would get a lot of shipments for um, water, food, um, clothing, anything that might be in demand during a storm. And it was that whole week prior to it was I mean we drove from Tallahassee to Jacksonville down to like Miami the Keys and we were probably on the road 14, 16 hours a day. Oh wow! Um, just going back and forth, shuttling to different like supply areas and like control points. So. So you said you went down to the Keys. Mm-hmm. That was completely blocked off at one point. How? What was the destruction there like? I mean, it was it was really bad. I mean, we've we've all seen the pictures and the yeah. videos of it. Um, I was sent home about a week earlier um, with some damage to my own property. Oh wow! Um, but after that, um, there's there's still guys that are out there, and they got back about a week ago. So oh, there's wow. still this constant like rotation yeah. of guys going in and out of the Keys. Well, I know because the Keys got really destroyed. I'm, I mean, you're talking boats on like the yeah. Midland, um, houses, roofs ripped off, and I mean, we were going in and just kind of salvaging anything we can. Wow. Um, there's a lot of security patrols. So, so tell us about some tasks that you were doing over there. Like, what what did it consist mm-hmm. of? So during the storm, we were up in um, Alachua County, so the Gainesville area, and we were doing security for the shelters because. I mean, law enforcement spread pretty thin during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in the National Guard, we back them up, in essence. You know, we're, like, the extra boots on the ground. So, um, we provided, provided security for those, um, what's the word? I'm very confused. Um, I'm sorry, for the shelters. Okay. Um, and then, you know, from bringing in supplies, providing security, um, we would transport people around. Like, if they needed medicine or medical supplies, like, we would hunt that down. And we did that for about three, four days after the storm. After that, we went into um, we went down to Fort Myers area, mm-hmm. and we started with the relief effort. So, um, looting patrols, like distribution points. So you'd have lines of cars. I mean, it's far, miles long, mm-hmm. um, and they would drive by, and you would just start slinging uh, like food pallets, like baskets of water. That's wow. amazing. Um, medical supplies, things like that. So those supplies, because I know there's a the situation in Puerto Rico where the mm-hmm. supplies aren't even the supplies that they need. Like they're, you know, some people are sending money and they don't need money. They need like water and, mm-hmm. you know, not toilet paper right. <laughs> or, or, um, or stuff like that. So did you see like a necessity for a certain type of supply that was over there? A lot or of that it we was needed? food and water. We provided tarps, mm-hmm. um, sandbags. 
you know, I, I don't think it's, it wasn't our role necessarily to see you to the end of this as much as here's things you can work with. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like as an individual, there's some responsibility on ourselves to, to in essence, you know, prepare for the storm. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that's awesome that you did that. And then you also missed how much of school? I missed just about three and a half weeks. Wow. Weeks. How was that catching up? It's been a nightmare. I'm still in the process. Yeah. Um, what do your professors understanding of you having to miss three weeks? Absolutely. You know, I, they were more than willing to work with me. Um, I did have to withdraw from one class, and it wasn't any fault of the professor as much as it was. I'm not a very good math guy. So no. I, I had to call a spade a spade and say there's no catching up in this. And mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I'll just take it next semester. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. <gasps> oh, no. How many classes in total are you taking this semester? Uh, four. Four? Four classes. So you were taking five before? Oh, I was taking five. No, I'm at, or I'm taking, I was taking four. Now I'm at three. Oh, okay, okay. I just withdrew this week. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. So, the, so they let you withdraw, like, just because? I'll still have to pay the class back and all that are you gonna get a z on the class because of that it'll be the withdrawal oh okay so. oh, w. W. Yeah. W, yeah. W. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh yeah those are those are not fun <laughs> no but it's, it's better than a low grade you know and it i guess when i enrolled in school i kind of you know what you're signing up for and yeah you know the odds of you getting sent out are likely so it's it's hard for me to be salty and bitter about that so what is it exactly that you're studying journalism 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 Mm. i finished the police academy about a year ago you did and i i went that route for a little bit and it wasn't for it was a bad fit Mm -hmm. and that's just that's one of those jobs i feel if if you don't absolutely want to be there you really shouldn't be there what made you feel like journalism was your thing i think (laughs) large in part is i I've always wanted to make a difference. And I think like, like from a young age, like I was always attracted to law enforcement or the military mm-hmm. or, and, and things in like in that field. Cause I feel like that's perhaps one of the greatest forms like of public service there is. Yeah. Um, but when you get there, the reality of it's a lot different. Um, and I, I think for people who've never worn a badge and, or, you know, worked a midnight shift, it's, it's easy to be critical of things when you've never done it. Um, and so you got there, it, it's really sobering. Mm-hmm. In a lot of aspects, I just decided. I think my I wanted my impact to be different. It, mm-hmm. That wasn't the way I wanted to. That's not how I want my book to read. Yeah, if that makes sense. I'm no, glad I you totally tried it sense. though. I did, and yeah. I have no regrets about it. I, I definitely chickened out. I would do it, and I, you know, I'll tell my kids that I did do it. Yeah, know, that's awesome. They're gonna look up to you for that. I sure hope so. Yeah, I sure <laughs> hope so. As long as you <laughs> remain a good citizen. <laughs> Um, so our special guest, Greg, is actually also doing a show here on Valencia College Radio. And so, why, Greg, why don't you tell us about your show? Maybe we can do a little bit of uh, your show here. Well, the show is called Help Me Understand. And it, we came up with this idea at Bar Louie near UCF. A uh, friend and I, we sit down and we, it's really just deep life talks that you can't <laughs> really just have with anybody. So you, I feel like everyone has that one person. Yes. Yeah. Kind of just talk <laughs> yeah. the world about, you know, imagine you three are like that group. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and so you, you, you would read the headlines. I'm a big news junkie. You are. So you Ooh, would, me too. So <laughs> journalism does fit you. <laughs> um, so you would, we would sit and talk like the headlines of the day. Okay. But I guess we would do it objectively. And I think that's a big difference. I mean, Anywhere you go, you hear people venting about the media today. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that, and I'm not going to go into that. But how many people have actually gone to the source to ask about it? And I think that's what our show's trying to get at, is 
I mean, we just had the attack in New York. Yeah. And there's a lot of criticism on, on Islam and, and the what's at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. But how many people have actually spoken to a Muslim or, or an is, like an Islamic leader? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's more people who haven't than have. That's a really good and idea. And if we can objectively just have a chit-chat with, with, um, with somebody, I feel like that can go great strides. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that gets me so angry because every time something happens, it's always either a Muslim or something else, and they just blame them for they something. They blame the mm-hmm. whole, they yeah, generalize yeah, it's not right. everyone to one. <laughs> that's not right to do, but the world mm-hmm. has come to like a really mm-hmm. bad place. I mean, it's using them as an scapegoat, and we need to not blame whole religion over the decisions uh-huh. of just few. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, across the board, that's, like, just a good mm-hmm. policy. Um, th- the actions of an individual, you know, doesn't define the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. my question to you, how are you going to bring in those leaders? Because I remember uh, uh, with our previous conversation, you said you were going to bring in a white supremacist. So, how are you going to have them come here? What was your plan to have them come here and actually talk to you guys about that? Or how are you going to convince them? We're hoping them? to have more of a local community feel to, okay. to our show. Okay. Um, and if we can find people, I mean, it's going to take some just hard, old-fashioned hard work. Yeah. Some cold calling yeah, and emails yeah. and prowling like the depth of Facebook. <laughs> but, you know, that that's our aim is just saying, hey, we help me understand. And I think people are willing to do that. I, I'm, I'm fairly confident w- when I say that I think someone who believes in Islam is probably feeling really misunderstood right now. Mm -hmm. And I think they would be more than happy to have the opportunity to objectively just kind of have a discourse about the topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool what you're doing. So what kind of questions would you ask? If Let's just say if we were in your show, what kinds of questions would you ask us? Ask you in particular? Yeah, in particular. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) Well, if I want to know, I'd want to know who you are where you've been and where you're going. So okay. you come from a military family. I do. Okay, and what which branch? We come from army. Oh, My stepdad's right. he's actually a sergeant in the army. Oh. Well, was, he's retired now. Well, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And you said you debated the idea, you wrestled with it? Not in the army. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried air I well I wanted to do the air force. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I just the uniform was cute and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I started looking <laughs> at everything else. I know that sounds really like <laughs> superficial, really but <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's the best recruiting the military has. Yeah, well that's the thing. I actually found out more information about the air force and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, our, the air force is like the the nicest one right now, that's a good life. you know." It's a good life over there. <laughs> so but yeah, that's that's why I was like, okay, Air Force might be it. But then I got, like, I, I kind of got scared off because I'm the type of person that goes on YouTube and I start watching videos and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> well, you, it was an educated decision. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly what I did though with the gas tank. I YouTube it and I was like, oh heck no. Although I'm an adrenaline junkie, I would mm-hmm. think that that's <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I remember one of my friends, she's in the Air Force, and she was telling me, oh, it's great, you should join, and I think you would do great in it, and I was like. I love you. We're best friends, but let's be realistic. I can't deal with someone screaming at me. <laughs> I just can't. I can't even. And no. a lot of people can. And, and that's the interesting about the military is they break you down. During, exactly. Particularly during yeah. basic training, there's, there's people like all congregated in one place from all walks of life. Yeah. So you've got the Midwest, you know, farm boy, and you, you've got the surfer in California, and it's all these personalities and all like forced to work together in one place yeah and if you for a lot of people if in my case i never left home that was the first time i'd been away from my parents 
um, first time. I mean, truthfully, I've ever had someone like get in my face and just yell at me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a shock. You down. It is, and, yeah. and they do that well, and it's even in the simplest ways. Um, I remember, I think probably the hardest thing, and it was like the smallest, but is you weren't allowed to look anyone in the eyes. Yeah. Everywhere you walked, you had to have your head down, and you couldn't look anybody in the eyes. And when you're doing that for 12, 14 hours a day, every day, and then you know you barely have any sleep, like all that starts to like snowball and start to become like a really heavy weight. Wow. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, shout out to Brittany. She just said the morning tea. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Brittany? Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's really awesome that you know that you chose that because I personally I wouldn't be able. I think I would be the person that would just like sit in a corner and cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would cry every day. My but best friend went and she she did amazing, but I just I won't be able to do that. I can't. Can I open up for you guys? <laughs> go go yes, for it. Tell us. Yes. <laughs> it's just us Spill the, the tea. Yes, yeah, just us. We won't tell anyone. I cried. I cried you did. Once. <gasps> once. Oh, is that something everyone does though? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and if they tell you they didn't, they're lying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what made you cry? <laughs> so we were about, I think this is into the fourth week. So the first two, three weeks are considered red phase, and it's like the most intensive and most aggressive phase. Okay. Um, but once you pass that bar, it's they reward you. Mm -hmm. And the reward was a, it was a two minute call, on a payphone, and so there's a line and me and about thirty guys in front of me, and there's a clock on the wall, and it's one of those fast spinning ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where the hand never stops. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, geez, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna <laughs> say? You know? And it's finally my turn, and I remember I had my phone card and I'm putting it in and all that, and I get my mom's number. Or I called my dad actually. Yeah. And my dad's like, Who's, hello, you know? <laughs> like, like, hey, dad, it's. It's me. It's like, hey, son, how are you doing out there? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> and I heard my mom in the kitchen. And she's like, hey, who, who's that? And she's like, it's Jason. And so I told my dad, like, dad, I only got two minutes. And he was like, all right, son, you just take care of business. I'm going to put your mom on. So I was already kind of a little, like, you know, fuzzy yeah. inside. And, yeah. and my mom just like, oh, no. Jason. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. My name's Gregory Jason. So yeah, they call yeah. me Jason. So like, <laughs> Jason? I was like, Mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, oh. And then she asked me, like, are, are you eating well? That would and break I, my know, heart. I lost it. I was oh, like, Mom, I'm eating. <laughs> the mom, the mom question. <laughs> yeah, and that two minutes was over before you know it. Oh, but no. I got to go now, Mom. You know what would break my heart if I were there in that position and mm -hmm. my little sister was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have broken down. I would have been done with life. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, then you hang up and you got to. No, like puff your chest yeah, out. Yeah, and then no one can watch you because then, then they pick on you because my stepdad told <laughs> me secrets and he would he would torture them. Oh, no, you, yeah. Oh how oh, how much time did you spend without being in direct contact with your parents? Um, in basic, so after those first four weeks, uh, just about if, if you behaved and you played by the rules and there was nothing you did or perhaps didn't do to restrict you, mm -hmm. you would get a phone call once a week on Sundays. Um, but oh. overseas is a little different. Overseas is probably every, every other every month, every other month. Yeah, overseas um, is a lot more complicated. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people in the uh, military and uh, different branches, mm -hmm. and one of my cousins, they're mm -hmm. in the navy, and it's really hard to talk to them every time they're yeah, out at sea. It was difficult. I was uh, I was in Afghanistan for about eleven months. Yeah. And it, I mean, we didn't have obviously access to like cell phones and necessarily like power readily available and stuff. 
So just about once a month, you'd call home um, because it's a process to do so. Once you have one, you have to have the time to do it, mm -hmm. and then you need to be in the place. And if all that kind of lines up, then there's still a line of 20, 30 people in front of you trying to call home. That's insane. Um, so that it's was kind of like I don't want to say it, but kind of like jail. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, if you, you only have like a couple of minutes, I wouldn't like. I don't know how to react towards like calling my family because you know you want to call them for like a long time, mm -hmm. and then the short time that you have, you're like, should I even call them? Like, because you're gonna want more. I would mm -hmm. want more, and I would like cry my ass out the whole day. I wouldn't do anything at all the whole day. Yeah, there's a point where, particularly like in my case, where I thought like, as much as you want to talk home and, and to kind of hear from your family members, mm -hmm. it almost kind of feels counterproductive. You know what I mean? Because you, you're you're so separated at one point that there's almost not much to talk about. Um, you know, how, how are you? And obviously you're going to be saying, I'm fine and I'm doing yeah. okay too. You know, so you just kind of, you lose touch with people. Yeah. Our conversations uh, would usually consist of, oh, can you show us the barracks? Or, mm -hmm. oh, like, what are you guys doing tonight? You know, are you doing the salsa night? Because my stepdad used to like dance salsa. Mm -hmm. So they would have the salsa <laughs> night. So yeah, I kind of understand where you're coming from because mm -hmm. there's not like much to do there right. except just work out and then That's be prepared. I, <laughs> I still haven't found my way back to a gym since I came home from Afghanistan. Really? Does but, it feel um, good? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not my proudest thing, but I mean, overseas, you'd work and our shifts were 14 hours. Wow. And then there was, I mean, literally nothing to do but work out. Yeah. Um, and so if there's nothing to do and all your friends are working out, like you're, you're going to work out. Oh, yeah. I would be happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I think it's time for us to take a break. Thank you so much, Greg. This is the morning tea, Ariana, Melanie, and Dayanara. And here we go. We'll play a little song for you while we get ready for our next topic. Thank you, ladies.
Hey guys, and we're back with the morning tea. This is Ariana. This is Melanie. And this is Dayanara Leonardo. And we still got Greg Delgado here, but we're actually shifting. Dayanara has something really special for us here about... Hey guys, and we're back with the morning tea. And we're talking about... Melanie and Melanie. Good morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're live. These type of things happen. <laughs> it happens. So according to the New York Times, former Trump aides charged as prosecutors reveal new campaign ties with Russia. So Ooh. what happened was I was it was kind of like a birthday present that I got, guys. This was on my birthday oh my on God. October 27. By the way, Dayanara loves politics, so this is like her thing. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is like a birthday present to me. So former Trump campaign official Paul Manafort and Rick Gates were indicted by special counsel Robert Mueller. They've been doing an investigation for a while now. And what they found out was that between at least 2006 and 2015, Manafort and Gates allegedly acted as unregistered agents of the government of Ukraine, the party of regions. So Manafort and Gates generated tens of millions of dollars in income as a result of their Ukraine work. To hide the money, they laundered the money through 32 United States and foreign corporations, partnerships, and bank accounts. They opened them by, by them and their accomplices and nominee names. They paid no taxes on this money that they received, and it is alleged that Manafort laundered more than $18 million dollars. Oh my God! Yes, which he used to. Big bucks. I know. Which he used to buy properties, (laughs) goods, and services in the United States. So you know, eighteen million dollars is not a lot of money. Oh no, (laughs) for sure, not at all. No. (laughs) So what's happening with this is that it's opening up this kind of Pandora's box into Mm -hmm. what's been happening with the people that have been working for Trump. This doesn't directly affect Trump yet. But they are um, apparently the former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, George Papadopoulos. <laughs> I like Plead- that. <laughs> he pleaded guilty for making false statements to the FBI and has been contributing to special counsel Robert Mueller. So he came into this agreement. This He made this plea agreement with Robert Mueller, and he's pretty much spelling the beans on everything, guys. Wow. On everything that has happened, and if there was alleged contact within the Trump campaign and Russia, and this is huge. So how long has this been going on? Because I've been hearing about this for a yeah, while already. This has been going on for a long time. Since he, um, a few months back, Donald Trump Jr., the president's Trump's oldest son, Reveal that on June 2006, he had a meeting at Trump Tower with Russian lawyers. Hmm. He um, confessed to it and tried to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal. I mean, everyone is denying anything that there was any type of conspiracy or collusion towards the U.S., but everything is kind of saying something else. Mm-hmm. Fake news. <laughs> That's what they always say. And then on top of that, Jared Kushner, who is the president Trump's yeah. son-in-law, confirmed he attended perhaps, according okay. to him, for encounter with Russian student the t- 2016 campaign. So even before President Trump was president. Wow. Um, so tell me more about this. I want to know. This is really super interesting that oh. this is actually happening. And now this guy is coming out. What's his name? 
the guy coming out saying everything? Oh, well, he, nothing has been put out yet about what George Papalapados has to say. <laughs> but he is saying everything to the FBI right now. And that's why this is a big deal. Because through um, getting Paul Manafort and Rick Gates excited, now they have George Papalapados saying all of these things <laughs> to the FBI. That's a tough name. Sorry. <laughs> His last name I is just have funny. To laugh. <laughs> That's why they're saying that um, since he was um, cooperating with investigators in court documents released on Monday, federal investigators said that they suspect that Russian intelligence services had used intermediates to contact Mr. Papadopoulos to gain influence with the campaign, offering dirt on Ms. Clinton in April 2006 in the form of thousands of emails. Hmm. So this is a big deal because if they did do this, it's kind of illegal. Kind of? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of? Just kind of illegal. And if the the president right now, our president, Donald J. Trump, has any type of contact with... um, Russian or any other foreign politicians in a way that they're receiving money or doing any type of under the rug negotiation, this can be like very damaging to the U.S. and this can be considered um, collusion. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, there's a bunch of Trump stuff too. I have something uh, here with Puerto Rico. So first of all, I wanted to start off and ask you guys because I was reading this article that I'm about to give you guys sources from. Um, do you guys think Puerto Rico is ready for tourism? Because they're starting to open up tourist areas, especially you, Greg. Are they ready? Are they ready? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Do they need to, do they need the revenue? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, certainly they, they've been in a financial crisis for a decade now and they've defaulted yeah. so many times on their loans, um, that it, the fact that they're shut down, there's nobody coming in or out is... I yeah, mean, I feel like a lot of people are looking at Puerto Rico in a different way. Like, yeah, it's damaged in some parts of Puerto Rico, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Like where my family is from, it's like Bayamón, San Juan. Mm-hmm. It's damaged, but it's not as bad as like other places. So like basically San Juan is more of like where tourists will come at. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I think it's the Keys probably is, a good is of that. but... I have no idea. There's still areas that are, I mean, still struggling yeah. in, in, in Key yeah. West. Um, but, I mean, what's uh, that? The, the tourism area of Key West, like that, that yeah. opened up a week later. Yeah. You know, because that's just the, oh my God. That's the heart of, of Key West. It's just yeah. harder to, in Puerto Rico to, like, clean up and do other things. Like, we don't have a lot of help. Now we do, but mm-hmm. we used to not have a lot of help, and we were just struggling a lot. And then this just hit us. Yeah, well, they. speaking of help, um, I don't know if you guys heard, there's um, Whitefish Energy. It's a small um, small company, uh, energy company based in Montana. And basically, there's a Whitefish contract scandal, meaning the company landed a $300 million contract. And, you know, this is kind of pointing out to... Why is, you know, and no hate to the company. I'm just, you know, it's just a scandal. And why is a company getting a $300 million contract when there's bigger companies that can um, send out more uh, people to help? Yeah. And there are apparently an alleged collection uh, connections to the Trump administration. So the PREPA, the... 
the energy in the government-owned energy system in Puerto Rico basically just canceled this contract yesterday, I think mm -hmm. it was. And um, so it's Chris Chiam, the Whitefish Energy spokesman. He claims that the company had been speaking to PREPA before uh, Hurricane Maria made landfall. And it, they basically said that they're used to uh, working in mountainous areas and it's their area of expertise. So um, basically putting energy in Puerto Rico was kind of their niche, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're kind of near. Like I was reading that their company only has two full-time employees and little yeah. experience with big building projects. And how can they land something like this? And because of this and being that it was canceled, um, the San Juan FBI filed failed office is looking into possibly wrongdoings around the deals. Specifies yep. of investigations are known. There's nothing that has come out, but the San Juan FBI is investigating on this because it it makes no sense for them would they only have two full-time employees and yeah. barely any experience? Yeah. And I think um, I think they also only have, like, one, one CEO. Like, the one CEO, there's only... Yeah, that's two. That's what you're talking about, two full-time yeah. employees. That's insane. Yeah. How <laughs> $300 million contract with a small-town uh, energy company. Yeah, they're based in Montana. Yeah. Another thing that's happening in Puerto Rico, which I kind of want you guys to input on this, because what do you guys feel about drinking uh, purified hazardous waste water? Um, <laughs> the uh, Environmental Protection Agency here in the United <laughs> States uh, is basically stating that um, bacteria uh, in these um, super fun program for hazardous waste cleanup is at a safe level. So this bacteria, these, these are considered carcinogens, which are cancer-linked, and these could be a long-term uh, health risk. And the chemicals uh, include solvents such as, excuse me if I butcher this, but tetrachlorethylene. Mm, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and trichlorethylene. And these were also not found at a dangerous level, and they are both carcinogens. So They were found at a dangerous level. Is well, they were, but okay. n but when they were purified mm -hmm. to drink as in water, they you know they they weren't they were fine for you guys to drink or right. the Puerto Rican citizens to drink. I don't know. I don't think that's right in any type of way. Like I was um, reading an article on CNN and they interviewed um, a Puerto Rican citizen. His name is Jose Luis Rodriguez, mm -hmm. and he was informed about what you just spoke about, and he said that the news didn't startle him at all. And he said, I quote, I don't have a choice. This is the only option I have. That's yeah. heartbreaking to hear it that. It is. It really is. It's, it sucks that, you know, now they're reaching to hazardous, hazardous waste materials to drink water from. I mean, at this point, it's like, what, what, what can be done to yeah. just end all this? And it's not just Puerto Rico. It's other islands in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're sh we need San to shed Martin. light on other islands because yeah. a lot of them are way more destroyed and not yeah. saying you know one should be attended more than the other but you know all these islands are basically yeah, the caribbean itself through. like had a lot of damages like i know i have family that they live in um the u.s virgin islands in san thomas and in san Croix, and they have been telling me that things over there are just awful and they're probably like um the schools are completely shut down and canceled until next year yeah they and don't know the when there's a spread of the, the leptospirosis, the bacteria found oh in God. rodent urine. Mm. And um, and basically it just spreads through flood. And 
it, it can be treated with antibiotics, but still, you know, there's like an outbreak. And what do we do? it's like if they're barely being able to get um, purified water. Yeah, there's already seventy six cases mm. of and that can uh, easily spread and confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, especially through drinking water and now the hazardous waste material mm-hmm. water. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, I would be very very scared to drink. That and it's water. not an overnight fix. Unfortunately, oh, no. you know, I, I think about like the Flint, Michigan situation. Yeah, that's um, still going on. And, and they, yeah, it's still ongoing. Like. And they have all the resources at their disposal. Not all, but they, you know, they have resources at their disposal. Yeah. Um, so it's really unfortunate what's going on in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So That's horrible. Well, I did read that the APA, they said that they're planned to do testings in the, in the area over the weekend. Yeah. But, I mean, what are they going to conclude out of it? It's more important that they get clean water. And that just shows you that until now. We're, like, in November. And... Things are still like we're not expecting for everything to have a drastic change, you know, because yeah. it takes time. But at least water, which is the most essential thing for us human beings, like, come yeah. on. So, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on that is preventing that. A lot of scandals that we'll have to save for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, quickly, let's touch up on the subject before we move on to our pop culture section. Um, let's touch up on the subject on New York. Um, I'm actually going to New York this weekend, and when I heard that news, I was, like, insanely shocked. I was like, what if I was there that day? And my friends are in New York right now, too. So um, so basically, a 29-year-old, uh, again, if I butcher this name, sorry, uh, Hab- Habil Bujavec Saipov, he drove down a bicycle path near the World Trade Center Tuesday, October 31st in Manhattan, New York City. Um, So he's been living in the U.S. since 2010, and he's from Uzbekistan. Um, The attack was confirmed in the name of ISIS, and um, basically the suspect was driving a rented uh, Home Depot truck, and he started at West Houston Street, and he drove south, eventually crashing into a school bus right next to the World Trade Center. Um, He planned it for Halloween. Yeah. Exactly for Halloween. He specifically wanted it to happen in Halloween. Yeah. And he was an Uber driver. So yeah, that's what I heard aside too. from everything, mm-hmm. Uber is going to have really bad PR. <laughs> like <laughs> they've already gotten really bad PR lately. And now this. Do you guys think that Uber should try to do a better background checks on their drivers? I'm, you know, I think people I don't should know if start do driving anything. themselves. What'd you say, Greg? I don't even know if that'll do anything, though. Right? You know? Like the answer always seems to be background checks and background checks. Yeah, like there has to be something else to to completely like eradicate mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people getting sexually assaulted. But it's like humans. Honestly, how the world is right now, <laughs> there's just no way that they can just, do anything yeah. with it. So yeah, I think that's just the human For me, condition. Personally. Don't take Uber. That's it. <laughs> Go drive. She drive yourself. Last time too. I said it. <laughs> oh my god! But I take Uber. Like, what am I? What else am I supposed to do when I go out? Well, like, that's scary drinking. because I am gonna take mom? Uber when I go to New York. <laughs> She's not taking me. Out. I drove Uber for a week. You did. I did. Wow. It was more of curiosity than anything else. That's. But um. Yeah. No. It's then just take Lyft, guys. You just don't Lyft. know who is that in that car. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's so scary and. I, I wouldn't do you it. You know, I, I, I like looking at it. the, I you know, I know this is, like, really bad, but I look at the picture to see if they're not, like, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. I had, I, like, the weirdest experience one time. I was getting out of work. I used to work at downtown Orlando bartending, so it was, uh-huh. like, 
Oh, two, so you were getting out late. Yeah, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And um, I didn't have my vehicle because I was in a car accident. And my boss, he was like, oh, I'll get you an Uber. I was like, sure, whatever. That was my first time taking an Uber. Oh, no. oh my God, guys. He was so <laughs> so I'm sitting in the back and this guy is just like chatting it up, having conversation. I'm tired. Like, I just want to get home and go to sleep. And the moment that he adjusted his, his rear view mirror <laughs> to look directly at my legs because I was <gasps> wearing shorts, I was just like, oh, no, I had my hand ready to open the like, door of anything. <laughs> I had my best friend on like texting. I'm like, OK, if I don't text you when I get home, something happened to me because <laughs> he was just really, really creepy. And I really I was like, OK. And I'm in the highway. What am I going to do now? You know, that's, thank God it's never happened to me before. But I've always, that's like my biggest fear. Like, mm-hmm. what if they <laughs> take you somewhere creepy. else? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. They can track them though. But yeah, that's what happened in New York. And um, I was reading, I forgot what article it was, but it was basically, um, there were, I think it was three Argentinians that were there and then um, two others from, so th- like the people that actually got killed or hurt were from other countries. I'm yeah, like, I mean, there's a know. lot of tourists that go yeah. to that area. That really, like, you know, to think that you're there for Halloween, having fun yeah. with your family. And, and I need to be careful when you get there. Stop. My best friend, <laughs> she was there <laughs> over the weekend, and she t- was like, oh, my God, I left a few minutes before it happened. Yeah. Like, That's insane. I was insane. like, oh, my God. Especially, remember what happened in Spain, too? This is like, I really hate this trend of people running over people with cars like mm-hmm. <laughs> because of but you're most vulnerable like, while you're out in the street walking because especially in new york like you do not know who is around you you don't know if someone's gonna randomly run you over with a car you know it happened though like a couple of times in new york i don't know if you guys remember i think he took someone else's car and then he just ran on like people's like mm-hmm. around like um i think it was in times square yes it was yeah. like it was just so i don't understand why i mean even more so europe i mean if you take yeah. a look yeah. at europe I and mean, these attacks aren't uncommon especially i mean they've changed their mo um obviously what do you mean the idea that before i mean terrorism probably has been most highlighted in the last 15 years yeah. like a decade and a half yeah when i fly i i'm not worried about getting blown out of the sky anymore like that's not a, a concern that's as like consuming as it is when I'm at a concert or I'm at a sports Especially, game. Especially, yeah. You know, and it, I honestly, it's it is more terrifying. Like it's more effective. The idea that the government can do all they want, but nothing is gonna get in the way between a, a guy who wants to do you harm. Especially on such a small scale, you know. Mm-hmm. It, unless you want the Minority Report, you know, like there's there's nothing that we can do to get ahead of this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only thing you can do is just spy on everyone, which. <laughs> And I it's mean, just crazy. It <laughs> happens out of nowhere. And you're just like, Never just know. walking normally. Yeah. It's so scary. What's interesting is how we got into the country. Have you heard about that yet? No. Let me know, Greg. <laughs> it was an immigration bill um, that was passed by, uh, I don't want to say Chuck Schumer, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Nonetheless, it was a lottery Word pick. Lied, so. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good point. It's a lottery pick. So the idea is that um, the you can apply for this lottery visa. Um, as long the prim- I think you had to have a high school diploma, five years of work experience, um, no criminal history, and you all you have to do is be um, from a country that has low immigration to the United States. Just based on that, they'll randomly select um, immigrant applicants um, from the, that criteria. You know, I think I've heard about that. Not what you you know specifically, Saipov, mm-hmm. 
um, the terrorist attacker. But I've heard of, you know, ISIS members in that lottery. They've mm-hmm. been, they, they, they actually, like, they plan to get within that lo- lottery. Many different ways of getting in, so. Well, and I think the concern, I mean, when they had that, the and it's still ongoing, but the Syrian refugee crisis. Yeah. That was a legitimate concern, the idea that we don't, we're, we're accepting these people, and, and I understand why you're, we're compelled to do this, mm-hmm. but there is a legitimate concern of who are we accepting. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it is important to think about it because look at the things that are happening like here in the U.S. and just globally. So it's like you want to help well, I think others, it's like but it's like, okay... It's like an ethical decision, like yeah, it is. you know, like I, I'm s- uh, like again, like I, I'm, I'm bred as a compassionate person. So for me, it's like yes, like come inside. Exactly. But it's like one of mm-hmm. one person can be the bad apple <laughs> of the group, yeah. and that's not just the Syrian refugees. I'm saying for like anyone that yeah, comes, anyone that comes say, into the country you know? from anywhere. So there you go. So well, moving on. Wait, before we go into pop culture, Ooh. I have a really important question that I want to ask you guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Uh-oh. What would you do if you were forced into an arranged marriage? Oh, my gosh. That's a really good question. Well, think about that. And while you do, let me tell you the story of a Pakistani woman that killed her husband, hmm? 14 family members, with poisoned milk. So Wait, poison milk? Milk, yeah. Poison milk. M-I-L-K. Yeah, exactly. Leche. So what happened is officers in, I'm going to butcher this, Puhap province said that 20-year-old Asaya Bibi poisoned milk her husband was supposed to drink. Why? Because she was forced into the arranged marriage. She tried to run away by um, going back to her parents, but was sent back to her husband. So... Bibi, with help from her alleged lover and her aunt, poisoned milk that was supposed to be drank by her husband. Mm. Where it got messed up was that the milk ended up being used to make lassi, which is a popular traditional yogurt-based drink from the Indian subcontinent. The police said this resulted on at least 15 people, including Bibi's husband and a 7-year-old girl, dying immediately, while 12 Mm. others are being treated at a local hospital. While the newlywed has been charged with murder in her aunt and a man who is alleged to be her lover. So what would you do if you really wanted to get out of the Yeah, seriously, what would you guys do? I want to hear from you guys. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, because being put in a position like that, like, you just really don't know what you would do. Not Mm -hmm. saying that I would go ahead and kill someone, but, like, Mm -hmm. I probably will. No. <laughs> Melanie okay. just said she would. Listeners, all my thirteen <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really like. This is something you have to sit down and think because personally, I um, and you know, no, no disrespect to any cultures out there that oh. do arrange marriages, but mm-hmm. I personally, I can't do that. Like, I need to. I am a person that needs to be free. Mm-hmm. If I need to be able to choose who I want to be with, and you know what if that person's like a total creep that's my biggest fear like what if that person's a total creep or you know he i don't know like he's crazy so imagine his mouth open yeah like Mm -hmm. eats with his mouth open drive slow in the fast (laughs) lane oh yes (laughs) that exactly (laughs) 
So and I, I mean, know. she was very young. She was twenty years old. Yeah, you're basically exactly. like starting your not, life. You're not living your life. Yeah, at all. You know, what would you do, Dayanara? Oh, me. <laughs> Let's see. See, I don't have time for this. I don't have the patience for anyone telling me what to do. Oh. <laughs> and so American. Hey, guys, you listening? <laughs> and I'm very picky, take too. Notes. So I can't just take whoever they tell me I have to marry. I will say, I don't think I would go to the extremes of, like, killing him or you poisoning him. <laughs> you know, you never know what you could do when once you get, like, very upset and you find yourself in a situation where you can't escape. Because, I mean, she tried to go to her family and they sent her back. Yeah. Um, but what would exactly I do? I don't know. Maybe I would just, like put some sleeping pills in his drink so that he could oh sleep, not killing him, so he could He's just crazy. sleep for the night. <laughs> I can pack all my stuff. I'm planning this. You're I'm planning. packing? I'm I, I would plan this for a month perfectly. I would be the sweetest person ever. I would act like I am so happy that I'm married so they wouldn't think that I'm going to escape. So they wouldn't have an eye on me. Mm. Then I would plan everything. I would get my stuff ready. And if I had an alleged lover, I would be like, okay, at this time, we're going to go. I'm going to put some sleeping pills on his teeth and we're getting out of Diana, here. Dianata, you really thought this through. Girl, I'm telling yeah, you, no. I am not the person that's going to be confined. This is a little scary. No, <laughs> no it's not scary because no, I'm not killing him. It's true. It's true. I, I honestly wouldn't. To be honest, I would just kick my way out of there. <laughs> because I don't have, I can't go to my family. I'm like, we're leaving Fight the country. Flight. <laughs> oh, man. Greg, what would you do? Oh, it's not happening. <laughs> you know, it's just not happening. I. We're live on the air, so let's not. Oh, no. But it's I just think not guys happen. have more of a choice. I girls. mean, not really. Sometimes. Well, sometimes in these type of um, different cultures, normally, like, the girl is the one that's more, like, forced. Like, normally if the guy doesn't want to, it doesn't proceed. And I'm not saying all the time, but it's, like, it, it less mm, than sometimes. happens that the girls yeah. have to just be in it no matter what. And the crazy part is in a lot of cultures, like, this is, like, institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Like, legally, you you, you, you are to. mandated to, to marry mm-hmm. this man. Yep. That's crazy. I can't. And then, and then and there's that some point, That's why you need to leave the country. <laughs> where <laughs> parents try to marry into wealthier families because oh. they come from... Um, poorer families but sometimes it's just impossible because you know, of never social heard status of that in real life mm-hmm. you've never heard that's of that that's just in surprising real life? girl that happens every day I, yeah it happens a lot never heard that i'm with you I'm usually on like movies <laughs> i see it but <laughs> no but that happens real life. because a lot of the cases go you know go away they're they're not there they're, they hide they're, no one shines a light yeah. into it unless um they end up wow. killing the husband and 14 other members well of their then, family i mean yeah that's like where was this at suicide. pakistan oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah it makes sense now yeah so but yeah let's move on to a pop culture i know melanie has something she's well, really excited about to relationship talk about wise guys <laughs> selena gomez in the weekend yeah <laughs> oh my god Wait, what they call oh, it quits. Oh, <laughs> that's you it. You were cheering Sorry. on. I'm Sorry. <laughs> they are done I thought you were talking about Justin Bieber. After 10 months. Wow. 10 months together. Yep. And then um, after reading an article on E! News, they have confirmed that they just gone their separate ways. Like, they just, I, they felt like they're so far from each other that they just can't do it. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't think that's okay. But everybody takes oh. relationship a different way hmm. what do you guys think are you talking about long distance long, long distance, distance relationship well, yeah i was in a long distance relationship it lasted um a year um it was unexpected because i would told myself that i wasn't going to get into it i was like no i need yeah, yeah. to have the person in front of me and i want to be able to see that person whenever i want to 
but you kind of depending on the person i personally was yeah. kind of committed to it and it lasted a year well that's a little bit more than 10 months let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> um i i've been in long distance relationships all my life <laughs> You poor thing. <laughs> you poor thing. I was telling them that I think I like the space. Like, okay, I'll see you in four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> what about you, Greg? But not in a bad way. I'm just like, I like doing me. Oh, and then. boy. Uh, I did it once. I did it for a long time. I Ooh, mean, how long? Goodness. On and off. Three oh. years. <gasps> wow, I me too. Why did you smile? This is a touchy <laughs> subject for me. <laughs> So did you guys at least see each other every certain time of the year? We did, but the military, you know, got complicated. Yeah. I can't believe I'm talking about this right now. Oh, and no. then just, it's okay. Uh, we'll keep it a secret. Okay, it's For sure. Secret. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, but she left the school and I was in the military and we were young, which yeah. surprised me. So who's this? It's the weekend and whom? And Selena Gomez. They've got all the resources in the world to say, hey, I'll come meet oh, you my, exactly. for a night. That's what I'm saying. There's I've been dating it. my girlfriend for five years now. And um, two of those years, it was a struggle. She was out for like two years. And now I just feel like we just didn't give up, you know? Like, that's just a Five thing. years like, is like, a, a let's get married already. Oh, no, yeah. girl. <laughs> Can I ask <laughs> a question? Not now. Yeah. I just had this conversation. How, how far is too far for you to start a long-distance relationship today? Like, if you're opposed to the idea of it, how far is it where <laughs> you're like, can I tell you something? Um, I, like a while back, I was talking to someone from England. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like a fun idea, but uh, <laughs> I can't do it. What was the time difference? Um, it was five hours. It was just five hours. It's not terrible. But the time difference didn't compensate for the difference of, like, the amount of land in between. Yeah. And <laughs> land you know? and ocean. And how'd you meet this guy? Um, it was at my job. So, long time ago, though. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like um, like you, Ariana, though, that I find myself getting into meeting people that live very far. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. I think I find myself in I that can't situation a little bit right now. I can't do it. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, I don't care. I think I, I can. You better I can do, do it. it. <laughs> I won't nope. do it. I, <laughs> hey, if you tell me, oh, I, I live five hours away. I know me. Yeah. I know, we had a good run. This is, this is the end of the line for us. <laughs> well, speaking of Selena Gomez, since you brought her up, um, she is Billboard's 2017 Woman of the Year. And I think that's really, go, really, I know. I love Selena Gomez so I much. I too. I think that's really awesome because, um, you know, she's suffering from lupus. And she actually underwent a kidney transplant. And her friend actually, you know, stepped up and said, hey, you can have my kidney. Her friend is Francia Razia, and she's from The Secret Life. She's an actress on The Secret Life mm -hmm. of the American Teenager. And um, so she basically donated her kidney while being three weeks away from dialysis. So, you know, she was on the verge of, like, life or death, Selena Gomez. And so now she's just raising awareness about lupus. Um, and basically lupus is a disease that just eats your body inside out. Um, so... So, yeah, she's woman of the year, and I think that's really exciting because she's been doing so much. She produced, I know you guys have to know this, she produced the uh, 13 Reasons Why uh, show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I knew that. So I, I never saw it. Executive <laughs> producer. So Is it worth it? 
There was a lot of controversy around it. I don't know. I, I didn't think it's, like it. I think it was a really yeah. good eye-opening show. It's mm-hmm. very controversial, and I like things like that because mm-hmm. you don't think... find a lot of things like that. You know, the girl, you could see her actually cutting herself and yeah. bleeding okay. to death in mm-hmm. the bathtub. It's pretty graphic. You know, for that, and that for me mm-hmm. was like, you know, my chest kind of tightened up. And I didn't like that just because, you know, the, the, those things make you feel queasy. But I think it's important to show what really goes on in the in the life of someone that's suicidal. You it know? is very graphic, though. And I didn't like that kids were watching it because a lot of schools were like, oh, it's so like motivational for kids and so they can see it. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, what do like, you mean by kids around what age? You like think it's not OK? Ten. Ten. I can understand that. I don't think it's okay for yeah. them to you see that. No. I mean, there is some high school kids, though, there that they suffer from depression. That were like, yeah, I know. But there were scenes that were just like, I would not let my child see this. Yeah. So I could be wrong. Maybe. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead, Greg. I, but I, from what I was told, like I said, I never watched it. But I heard it almost like glorified suicide. Like it was like this very romanticized. It's, it has yep, I heard that. a weird, mm-hmm. yes, it does, kind of. But I don't know. It did. It, it, I mean, there was probably a better way to showcase suicide. Mm-hmm. But you're right about that. I do agree with the romanticizing suicide because, you know, the guy was in love with the girl and he basically, you know, would extend it. He extended the period of time where he would listen and listen to the mm-hmm. tapes and stuff. But um, I don't know. It was just. I like to relax uh, yeah. when I watch TV, so. I, I don't know if 13 I, you're on the edge. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer and everything, but I think like, oh, I've never said this before, but as someone who suffered from depression, like I was clinically depressed, I didn't want to watch it. Really? Uh, no, I didn't. Like I understood the whole concept of it. I watched the trailers for it. I didn't want to watch it. I wanted a part of to do with it. I've heard that it was amazing and that it was good. And I mean, if you enjoyed it, kudos to you and yeah. good for you. But I wasn't interested at all. Yeah, well, I think it's important that, you know, in some type of way, uh, we shed a light on suicide awareness. So, you know, do that. Yeah, I mean, it's good, but I don't know. I don't think I like the premise of the show. Well, yeah, because of what he said, it kind of glorified it in mm-hmm. a way. And so for, for people who are suffering through that, that might just be hard to watch. Exactly. That's why I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. So um, another really cool thing that's going on, and I'm super excited for it, and it's the Lion King remake. <laughs> and it hits theaters July 19, 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019. 2019, I it was yes. Yeah. And Beyonce's in it. Yes. She's going <laughs> to be Nala. She um, will be playing Nala, yes. Yes. So the cast basically consists of... You you have you have the list. Of yeah, Emily, tell yeah. us about the I cast. Have, um, Donald Glover, Ooh, Childish Simba. Gambino. Ooh, so oh excited. my God, I have a crush on him. Wait, guys, can we just talk about how this duet on "Can You Feel the Love"? Tonight? It's gonna be amazing. Like, trust me, it's gonna be amazing. Hair, Especially my... Beyonce, I can't, I can't do it. Oh my God, I'm gonna go crazy. I can't mm. do it. <laughs> Queen B. I love B. her. Yes, that's gonna be so cool. So the di- uh, the director is John Farrow. Um, he's basically assembling a dream team. This is going to be all vocal. I can't wait mm-hmm. for the for the music to come out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, I'm and so who excited. is it going to be playing Timon and Pumbaa? Um, I have. Oh, Pumbaa is what's his name? Because I forgot his name. Wait, I hold on. It's so hard. The names are so weird. There's one that says she well tell Ethel. 
explain Scar, okay. but I have no idea of the other one. I think I sent you the picture, remember? Okay, right yeah. here. So we have Pumbaa is Seth Rogen. Oh my God, that's really? going to yes. be so funny. I had to look for it, but Seth Rogen is playing Pumbaa. And and this is gonna be yeah, and Simone is Billy, Billy Eichner. Eichner. Yeah. Um, let's see. John Some. Oliver is praying Sasu. Sasu. Oh my God, I that's love John really Oliver. Oliver. John Connie <laughs> Rafiki. Like that. <laughs> that's going to be so cool. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be out in theaters July 19th, 2019. Let's go and watch it as a group. Let's do it. Okay. Why not? We'll go live. And we'll let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, also, it is National Men Make Dinner Day. What? <laughs> Where's my dinner? Where did you read this? Today, it's on the National Day Greg, website. you have to make us dinner. So, Greg, no mm. bar, but it, barbecues are not included, by the <laughs> way. It is, you have to cook. Full course dinner. Full course meal. You mm. got to spoil the girl. Like, you can't do this. You have to, you have to completely cook. And the meal, this is from the nationaldaycalendar.com. Mm. So, the main meal... Mm. <laughs> The main meal has to include four ingredients and require at least one cooking utensil other than a fork. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, the man has to go shopping for all the necessary ingredients. You have to clean up as you go. We're not cleaning up. And aprons are optional. <laughs> so, the oh, aprons nice. are optional. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's it. National Men Make Dinner Day. I thought that was the one oh, that no. stood out to or me the most. Or keep out the apron, but only the apron. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, Melanie, I know you want to talk about something and I'm waiting for this. I'm so excited. You took my announcement no. about the Lion King, but I want to talk about the Kardashians. Uh-oh, what's going on? Tell us, them? tell us. Are they really all pregnant right now or what is going on? Nothing has been confirmed, has it? I think Chloe's has been confirmed mm -hmm. and Kylie, but I have no idea. Well, this Kim for sure we know because she has a surrogate. For sure, for sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. This is getting me like, I need to know. You right know, we now. were talking, I forgot who I was talking about that with the other day, but the surrogate, like, what would you guys, how would you guys feel having a surrogate? Like, what if that mother, like, goes crazy? Because, you know, women have a connection to the baby. But you have a right. Like, you have to sign papers off, right? Yeah, and you kind baby. of really find out who this person is going to be before making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. that decision that takes, like, a few months. It's yeah. not like that. But that even quick. with that decision, there's been cases where, you where know, the mothers get attached, keep that baby. Where yeah. the surrogates get attached with yeah. the baby. And I've seen it. They end up going to court. And I think it's... Um, a situation that's not good because it's, it's like a very sticky situation yeah like even though you carry the baby for all those months biologically it's not yours yeah well honestly she's gonna pay them so they pay um yeah, yeah. to do that they oh, do well, she has the Kim money is so paying her a lot of money so hey go ahead yeah i'll give you my baby <laughs> 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 oh man that's funny <laughs> um but yeah and kylie jenner i don't know it hasn't I've been, been waiting confirmed. for that. I know. I just want to see. They're just is she really pregnant of her boyfriend? Of I don't think so. But a lot of people are keep talking about it. And I feel like she is. She posted a picture like yesterday about her nails. She did her nails hot pink. And everybody's Ooh. like talking about it. And I'm like, oh, I can't. If well, she, she is, is allegedly pregnant. How many months is she in? She is you the guys queen know? of hints, though. She does that a lot. She does it <laughs> good for so, her. So I really think that, you know. Well, but, but before she was hinting blue. So now it's, like, confusing. 
Maybe she's having twins. Oh, a boy oh. and a girl. That's gonna be okay, like don't. Insane. I can't. Am I playing already, with your feelings? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing um, with Melanie's feelings, Well, guys. on the other hand, we got Chloe, too, and Tristan, which... She's for sure pregnant. I'm going to say something. That baby is going to be gorgeous. Yes. Because Tristan is, oh, my God. <laughs> Girl. Oh, my God. They got the best costume award for Halloween. They were hot together. They were nice. What that. were they dressed as? Game, Game of, of Thrones? Thrones? Really? Yeah. Do you know the characters or no? Um, <laughs> it was the dragon lady. and The what? The dragon lady. Oh, dang. You know what? I, I, I forgot really her name, listen. but she's the mother of dragons. The mother of dragons. That's what she's known as. I, I forgot her name. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. And <laughs> and her boyfriend, Tristan, was um, the husband of the mother of dragon, which he died within the first season. Mm-hmm. And she was left alone. And that's when she became the mother of dragons and all of that. They look good together. Wow. Awesome. Well, the couple started um, dating around August 2016, and source says that they have been talking about having li- like five kids or six. Ooh, That's a lot. Well, he's going to have then seven if they have six, because he already has a child. I know. Honestly, if she's pregnant, I will be so happy, because I know... She has gone through a lot? Of, yes. Each one of them, I know every struggle they've been. Oh. I'm a fangirl, by the way. We have a Kardashian, Kardashian fangirl. I Do you a, feel like you're part of the family? I am part of the family. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> Nobody knows. But yeah, I'm just really happy for them, and I really hope that they Everything are. works out? I know. That's well, cool. if you, if all of you girls are pregnant, I hope it's safe, and congratulations, yes, and all the babies are cool. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. Either way. With or without surgery. I mean, Kylie's <laughs> boyfriend, though. <laughs> I heard that. I'm throwing a bit shade, yeah, but no, it's Kylie's okay. Kylie's boyfriend is... Um, <laughs> Kylie's boyfriend is... Um, I'm sorry, but... Mm, you know... She needs to do Interesting better. looking. Ouch. I Kylie mean, she does. could do better. Kylie She's has an interesting choice of guys that she likes. Ish. But it's okay. Everyone I mean, she dated Cody Simpson. Did she really? Did she, she did. Stop. You don't know this in your Kardashian I- Oh, she dated Cody Simpson when she was still like a preteen. I had no idea. Stop. They were so cute together. Wow. Didn't know. <laughs> oh man, sorry. I think that's the, the <laughs> most good-looking guy she has dated. Wow. I mean, Tyga's not ugly, but okay. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Greg was still. I thought he dozed off. <laughs> I thought we lost, lost him. <laughs> but I know one thing for sure: Tyga's not an attractive man. <laughs> I was not. trying to be polite, Greg. <laughs> oh man, I did like them together though. You cute. did? Yeah. Mm, okay. They matched. They were always matching. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. Oh, speaking of Halloween costumes, um, Kim Kardashian, again. Selena. She was Selena. I don't know how I feel about Selena costume and Demi Lovato. I don't know. They were Selena Which one was costume. best? Which one was best? Sure I was. would say that we should ask Greg. Demi, maybe? I was a priest this year. <laughs> you were a priest? <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah, funny. I think I was better. You know, I was um Ariana Grande. <laughs> were you really? Yeah. Oh, I saw that picture. You look hot. Thank you. I was a gangster <laughs> clown. Gangster clown. So yeah. I was no one. Well, I, I I tried picking something close to my what I could find because I, I honestly wasn't gonna dress as anything this year because mm-hmm. I was like, Well, I don't have anything to wear. Um <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, No, I don't have anything to wear and then Oh, you I found nice. things. So I found and that. So yeah. And you guys know that um, there is Lemmy Lobato is kind of hinting that she's going to be doing a collaboration with Luis Fonsi. Oh so a lot of people God. were saying that she kind of did, you know, our biggest Spanish icon, Selena, 
as a way of trying to get into our hearts, our Hispanic hearts, oh and God. ease it in. Wait, with isn't Demi Lovato Hispanic? She is. Yeah, she she's, looks she's, like it. Isn't I? I'm not sure, but I believe that from one side of um, her mom or her dad, she's Puerto Rican. If I'm yes. not wrong, <laughs> I I'm not sure, guys. I don't quote me on that, but I that's what I read somewhere. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I thought it was really cool for for Selena Gomez. I mean, not Selena Gomez. What am I talking about? Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, for the Selena costume, but I think Demi wore it better. <laughs> okay, guys. I kind of like it for Demi. I need to clarify. So I found out um, her father is of Mexican descent. Oh, okay. See, yes. I was going to say Mexican, but I didn't yes. want to say it just in case so, I was wrong. So, see, she's completely going with it. Yeah, she got it. She got yeah. it. Um, Actually, I have a question for you guys. I wanted to do, like, a question of the day um, segment, in a way. Yes. I'm going to pull it up right here, but I just wanted to see what you guys would do. I know we already had our question of the day, but I just want to ask you guys. Well, we'll have another question of the day. Why not? So, two questions. This. Um, What are the chances you've passed up on that you regret? Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Mm. So I'm the type yes. of person that I always say to myself, do I want to remember this moment like this? Even about the smallest things ever. You always talk about yeah. saying, okay, well, I don't want to regret anything. Yeah, yeah, I always think about it. Even if it's like the smallest thing ever, like if I'm grocery shopping and someone says something to me, like, do I want to remember this day? Like this person said this to me and I didn't say anything. Yeah. Like anything. I always want to like, I don't want to regret anything because it's like, but you is know, there a specific moment in time when you were like, wow, I wish I would have like gone back and I think probably when I was younger and I was in Catholic school. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Guys, okay. <laughs> Should we move on to someone else? <laughs> All Let's right. Let's pan to Greg. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not yes. letting her off the hook. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, All sure. Right. It's nothing like like bad or too right, They on. say the Catholics are all crazy, but we're not that crazy. <laughs> so what happened was that um, in, when I was in Catholic school, I was for nine years before I moved to the U.S., I went to the same school. And I feel like my younger self that was in love with telenovelas and grew up watching <laughs> them, I had this huge crush on this guy. And it took me like forever to confess to it or tell them. And I wish I would have just like done it a bit very like head on. Like maybe we were, guys, I was like in first grade. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I went to like pre-kindergarten, kindergarten and all of that. And I wish that by the time that I was like in second grade, I would have told them. So I wouldn't have been until fourth grade, like having a huge crush on this person. And yeah. the person was not interested in me. So I wish I would have done that. Hmm. That's it. Interesting. So none. <laughs> well, I what have is one. one thing that you regret that you wish you would have taken? When I was in middle school, I used to play basketball, by the way, guys. I'm a basketball player. You what know. position? Ooh, one and two. Mm, the guard. That's she it. gave you that look. She, oh, like, like, she like, knew okay. what she... Because <laughs> a lot of people come at me and they're like, you don't play basketball. I'm like, yes, I do. Anyways, I used to play basketball. And what I regret about it is that I stopped playing because I wanted to do more of like fashion and modeling and all mm -hmm. that. So I stopped playing to see if my mom could get me into it. But it's expensive. So we just didn't do it. And I wasted a whole year of like not playing basketball. And then when I came back, I just... 
didn't play anymore. Mm. I wish I could go back, but yeah, I can't. I kind of have a similar story to you. That sucks. Tell us your story, Ariana. Um, I regret leaving synchronized swimming. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. That's cool. I used to do synchronized swimming. I've never swimming. heard someone say that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Girl, I have been... Do- well, I did synchronized swimming all That's my so life. Hard, like I, right? um, you know... I kind of was picked to go to a boarding school for the Olympics in to go to California. Mm-hmm. And then um, I chickened out. So I kind of regret. Like, I don't know. I just see all these, you know, girls that were so um, into dance or ballet and their life was literally consumed by what they were doing. So I just kind of wanted to have a life, mm-hmm. um, a social life, because I would literally Monday through Sunday be doing synchronized swimming. Like there was no break. I would be doing homework in the car and changing in the car right after school. But it was no. And I'm not sh- like throwing hate at synchronized swimming. It was something beautiful. Like synchronized swimming is amazing. I look at my um, old team pictures and I'm like wow you know I wish that I would have been still still would have been doing this and you know I I don't know that's something that I regret not trying to go to that boarding school in California and see who knows if I would have been in the Olympics how did you get into that my mom put me in swimming and um when I was really really little and uh, I hate sweating (laughs) (laughs) now I now I don't hate sweating but I used to hate sweating and so I tried tennis I've tried a bunch of sports and I was like I can't do this and so my mom um by word of mouth heard someone doing the synchronized swimming thing and she was like what is this like this is really cool my mom by the way is a woman that liked to make her children uh very girly people so Mm -hmm. (laughs) this sport where you have to wear waterproof makeup where you have to wear like (laughs) costumes and just be super girly so this was like heaven for her um she uh basically we did that and i i think i stopped when i think i was 14 years old and then after that you know i even um i even competed in a regional competition with a cast on that's like how dedicated i was Mm. Yeah, I don't remember if I like won a medal or something, but trying to show off here, would I it be would get too gold late? medals all the time. <laughs> would it be too late for you to get into that again? It would, because um, I feel like you're still bit. young. No, the thing is, I was training so hard that I would be so hard on myself. Like I was really good, so if I would go back, mm. I would be really hard on myself because I'm like, oh my god, like I'm a piece of poop right now. <laughs> Do you mind me asking how old you are? Oh, I'm 21. 21. Yeah. 21. Yeah. So, so for me, that would have been like, oh, I can't do this. Wait till you hit 24. Oh, Things no. start to fall apart. Yeah, that's why. When you hit Aches what? and pains. 24 years old. I'm already yeah. feeling like everything's falling apart. I'm terrified <laughs> at 25. Well, um, I feel like Greg is trying to escape this question. So what would you do? Oh, <laughs> regret-wise. I, I guess I don't really regret anything I, I have done as much as the things that I haven't done. Okay. Um, so it's more of like the opportunities that I maybe let pass. Yeah. Um, I had a basketball scholarship um, oh, wow. outside of high school, um, just getting out of high school. And I think it was like a fear of failure. Really? Or something. It was, it was a big move. And I know how you feel. <laughs> I've always kind of lived up to an expectation, you know, like it, whether it's trying to, and I, I learned that when I got older, but like I've always tried to please like the next person in line. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I guess when I got there, I realized like, I didn't really. I don't know. I was tired. Yeah. I was tired of sports and basketball and doing that, and I didn't take it. But now that I look back, that could have been a pretty sweet life. Yeah. You know, like I, I could have. <laughs> I could have been making bank as an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
my yeah. my physical shape would have been way better. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, I'm saying like good. no, I'm saying as in like you know when you're swimming every single day, That's like your hard. endurance. Mm-hmm. I could have like honestly, I also something I regret. I could have been a free diver because I could have held my breath for at least almost three minutes. Can you teach me that? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I'll just stay underwater for ten seconds and I'll be like, <gasps> any there. <laughs> I'll be good. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, so that would have been really awesome. I also wanted to um, tell everyone that, you know, Margot Robbie, she is from yes. the Suicide Squad, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, she is going to be Ta- uh, Tanya Harding in the movie I, Tanya. It's kind of a dark comedy. Oof, I can't wait. Um, I don't know how many people know about this, but basically Tanya Harding is a, well, was because she was um, basically excluded out of the ice skating uh, world, basically. Um, they, she, this is uh, based in 19, in the 90s. I don't have an exact date, but she was an infamous 90s skater and uh, Robbie completely like co- transformed herself. Like if you look at the trailer, she doesn't look like herself at all. I know. I <laughs> she saw looks the just trailer. like Tanya Harding. So Tanya Harding, um, 90s skater. Uh, basically, she was they were preparing to compete in the Winter Olympics. And um, it was in 1994 where uh, she was competing against her rival, Nancy Kerrigan. Um, so the whole scandal about this is that um, Harding's husband, Je- Jeff Gilloway, he hired a hitman to basically club um, Kerrigan's leg right before mm. the competition. So this whole movie is like about how this kind of like evolved and yeah. how um, this scandal happened. And I don't she know, also this is just so crazy that right? they're actually making a movie about this. They, they're doing a remake. They already did a movie of it. I watched it. Oh, it's they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they're focusing more on her side of the story because she always claimed that she had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. it. Um, But a lot of people did not believe that. So it's like, how are we going to know? We're never going to know if she knew or not. But really think about it. Do you think that your husband who is helping you and he's going to do something as big as this, he's not going to tell you at all? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think that that's possible for you not to know? That's a hard question. At all? Because if you think about the Vegas shooter, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Not the same situation. Well, not but the same situation in because essence. he was helping her. He Wasn't he her coach? Uh, I think he was his her security guard. Okay. But yeah. He, but he was with her throughout, like, everything. So yeah. how is it possible that someone that's with you... And through your training and all of this stuff, and you're not going to know at all that he hires someone? The protector. Mm. You know, you kind of just keep the liability off her. That, that was his cross to carry for her. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's just crazy. Well, that's that love, that. if you yeah, want to call right? it that. <laughs> if you believe in it. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the movie, uh, 20 years later, this film comes out exactly about what Tanya Harding's side of the story is. Um, she, this is going to premiere, um, well, it actually, pre- well, it's going to premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival on December 8th, and it's going to be available in Canada and the U.S. So I'm definitely, I want to see this movie. Me too. I'm really excited. It's on my list. Is it? It's yeah. on my list. We have yeah. this and The Lion King. I don't know about The oh. Lion King for me. No, why? I never saw the first one. Well, just watch it. Well, honestly, that's where you're you did wrong. Is that that the problem? (laughs) Watch the first one. That way you can go and see this one. There's a big hole in my childhood. 
you know, it starts with the line. That's oh, one no. of my favorite Disney like kid movie. My is favorite. Is you know Anastasia. how many times I cried watching that? I Has saw Anastasia, Anastasia the other day. Anastasia, I love it's that. It's my favorite. I, I love, love that movie And too. it's not Disney. No, it's not Disney. Anastasia is not. You didn't Disney. know that? Uh, it know. looks <laughs> like Disney, but it's <laughs> not. No, it's not Disney oh, at all. Yeah, and it's actually based on like real. Yeah, real, real information. On the song. They twisted a little bit to make it more entertaining and for kids, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think it's time to wrap up the morning tea. Thank you so much, Greg, for being on our show and telling us a little bit about your life. Um, I'll definitely see you in class in like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. Yes. Yes. We enjoyed having you on here. Um, Well, this is Ariana. (laughs) You or me? Which one? (laughs) This is Melanie. And this is Dayanara Leonardo. And this is the morning tea. Thank you so much. Make sure to tune in next Thursday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. or 11.30, whichever time we actually get to. As long as you tune in, you're going to find out when we're leaving. All right, guys. See you later.